Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to talk to you again. You know, I, I normally don't talk about or mention if there's a glitch or if a show isn't uploaded on time. You know, we just upload and we move on. It's usually in the same week. Maybe it's a day or two late. Uh, technically, I've been trying to upload every Monday like this show will be. Uh, but the last few weeks, I think, deserves a little bit of an explanation, although it's not a really big deal. It's just been more of a conscious choice on my part because I, I, I did go a whole year straight, not missing a week. And my, my record, if you would like to know, is five years. I did a show for five years straight without a, missing a, a week. It was, uh, it was insane. But this time, there are enough little things. And actually, funny, the, the last show is called, you know, it's the, about the little things, the small things related to YouTube that help your YouTube channel. Certainly worth checking out if you have not already, because this week we're talking about the big things. And we'll get into that into a mo in the moment. But uh, I just had little things like dropping my laptop and and of course that smashed the screen and so I had to get that replaced and the cord for my microphone was taken and used somewhere else so these are all things that I've replaced and uh, you know I just just little things getting busier my business has been going crazy and I just said I, I need to step back I just couldn't bring myself to pull all those things together to make it work and and that's fine because, you know, the lesson in all this is that you just go again. And if you have a YouTube channel, sometimes you need to take a break from your channel. And it's okay. Step back. Get that energy back. And then, you know, just, just let it all clear out of you. Don't worry about the day-to-day -day staring at the statistics, wondering why nobody's viewing or how come you're not getting as many subscribers. Whatever it may be, sometimes... You just need to step back and re-strategize. Now, we're not changing anything on this channel, although there will probably be a lot of solo shows this summer, but I'm also looking for you. Those of you who have just reached a milestone, like a thousand subscribers, that's always a great conversation, your first 1,000 subscribers. Some of our best shows have been YouTubers have just crossed that line and are gaining momentum. Sometimes they contact me when they've hit a thousand and they're over two or more by the time we have the conversation, and that's just fine because the journey is real. And I recommend that you go through the catalog and listen to those other shows because they, these are people that you can relate to. They've been where you've been recently. Uh, and I know that a lot of times you listen to shows and hear about all the big YouTubers. It's funny, I, I was just watching Tim Schmoyer's podcast. It's live on Mondays. And, and they're actually, as I'm recording now, they're doing the live show and they're talking about what they do. And it's a lot of what the big YouTubers do. And they, they stay away from, and I'm not criticizing because <laughs> believe me, Tim knows what he is doing. If you're not listening and watching Tim Schmoyer's uh, work, seeing his work, his shows, I mean, you need to understand. But he has made a shift into the idea of helping maybe the the YouTubers who have hit 10,000 and above. So in other words, I don't even qualify. I'm still in the thousands. And that's his target audience more so today than ever. And he was just mentioning that the big YouTubers don't even think about keywords. They don't even think about, 
you know, anything other than what is really the best programming and a great headline. And of course, thumbnail are really important, but the key words are not so important. But that's because they have the view velocity. They have the power behind the channel because when they release something, it's all about getting people there and clicking because they have a large momentum starting as soon as they publish. Unlike you or me, who needs to find a way to get in front of the right people. And a lot of times it is thinking about a good keyword search term because we don't have the momentum of a million subscribers behind us in which maybe 5% or 10% of them will immediately, 5 or 10%, that's 50, 100,000 people who will immediately watch it. That has influence on YouTube. And YouTube's going to say, wow, this is amazing. Let's put it in front of more people and the snowball momentum keeps going right out of the gate. And if they keep doing it right, they will keep growing by paying attention to those headlines. But it's not about the keyword. It's about getting that click and getting people interested in watching. Now, that's still true for us. And Tim certainly is not wrong about what he is preaching. He is a smart guy who has worked with a lot of YouTubers. But sometimes those early days you know, are really forgotten. The little things are forgotten. And that's why I like to share not only from the wisdom of a big YouTuber who has made it, but also the small YouTubers made those little steps that you just may be trying to reach right now. And maybe it's a little bit more relatable to where you are right now. Of course, I have my friends coming on the show and I have invited them and they're coming and they're going to share their insights and some of them are certainly excellent YouTube educators and we'll have them back on the show. But right now, let's start to talk about the big things. We talked about the little things that you can do to improve your channel, but let's talk about those big things because I've been experimenting a lot and there's some new shows, maybe some bonus shows, as I had mentioned, because we're a couple shows behind. So I'm going to throw some bonus ones in there for you to catch up. So we have our 52 shows a year. I'm not going to I'm not going to let that get by us. We're going to make sure that I follow through with my commitment to you to help you grow your channel. And that's 52 shows a year. Now, some of the things that I have been doing, let me just kind of step back. With my channel, I have a channel that really has about a thousand videos. Not all of them are public. I have over a thousand on the channel and I've been on YouTube since 2006. This current channel was, was opened in 2007 and that has been getting some notoriety specifically in India. I've had three channels make videos, three YouTubers in India make videos about me and a couple of them, one specifically, Tech Triangle, has blown up to over. He's getting his silver play button and he only had about 20,000 when he did his video about me, but that has been driving people to my channel. And I gotta tell you, in the beginning, it was a little frustrating because there's a lot of people who were going there, clicking off, not watching the videos and just totally just squishing my retention rate. Now, the good news is that each algorithm pays attention to the retention rate on its own. So I see channel pages. Channel pages is a really big uh, source 
of traffic for me. And I happened to see Brian G. Johnson do a video the other day. And the number one source of traffic on his channel is channel pages. So I wonder if there's a change in the algorithm, but I know part of it is because people are sending people directly to me. Maybe it's because of a change of how the record video views. I, I don't know what the, the thing is, but you know, I, I start off with browse features, but eventually if I let the video sit out there, it goes to channel pages as the number one source. Very interesting, but I was, I was frustrated. But earlier this spring, Daryl Eaves had his 30-day challenge, and I said, okay, I'm just going to listen to Daryl, and, and I know what he's going to say. I know the stuff he's going to say, but I'm going to go with the program. And I started doing what I had to do, creating some new playlists, focusing on my best videos, making new versions, updating them. And I, took, I was averaging about 50,000 impressions per month, which is very important. That, those are opportunities. That's letting you know, impressions are letting you know that YouTube is showing your video. It's giving you an opportunity. And that, that's, that's good to know. Well, after I, that 30-day challenge, I went from 50 to 250,000 impressions. And some of my videos started moving. And YouTube started to pop some of my videos. Now, it was interesting to see there is popping some of my videos, but people weren't clicking on them that much. It would, it would pop a video, like give it 25,000 impressions, and it would hardly get any clicks, meaning it didn't have a very good title or, or thumbnail to earn the views I so desperately want. It was showing some of my older, like, like four-year-old, three-year-old videos, I don't randomly, I, I don't know why. Maybe it was a good headline, but the thumbnail didn't get people's attention. Look, I have a thousand videos. I don't know which ones that YouTube is going to now look at and try to pop up. It, but it did show me something. When I am somebody with a few thousand subscribers and a thousand videos, and I'm thinking this YouTube algorithm just doesn't like me. And we've all thought that, unless you just come out of the gate doing great. Uh, a lot of us don't, and we have to blue collar it. We have to work hard to get where we want to go and not give up. And actually, that's the punchline to this story. But by doing the things I needed to do to improve the momentum, in other words, doing the things YouTube wants me to do, it tried. It was trying really hard to make some of my other videos go, which, which proved to me that it's not YouTube, it's not the algorithm, it's me. Now, I've learned a lot and I'm getting better, but I've, I, this opportunity that I have because these folks in India made videos about me. Now, why are they making videos about me? It's because, well, I've uploaded almost a thousand videos and don't have you know, a million subscribers and don't have, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. And that's because I'm focused and not doing the things. I mean, I, I've done the things in various forms and have certainly tested. I've always been doing that, but I have not committed to just talking about one thing. And really, if you need that momentum, you need to focus in, at least in the beginning. You can widen out later. And I certainly did that, not do that. And I, we've talked about that many times. But so people have been making these videos. But it has been driving traffic, and more traffic means more data, which allows you to do some tests. And by doing those tests, I was able to test my headlines, test my subject matter a little bit better. 
And I was able to improve my click-through rate by just going down to two words. In other words, not so much a keyword, but yes, using a keyword, but also uh, some kind of emphasis or some kind of emotional word around that keyword or something to support the, that keyword. And I'm thinking of going to three words regularly, keeping it very simple because people don't, I don't think, read the big long sentence. They do look at the thumbnail. And so I've also worked on the thumbnails and I've gotten to the point where if now when I launch a video, I get at least a 10 plus percent click-through rate. And that goes down over time, but I watch a lot of my videos over the last few uh, weeks, they've, they've knocked down to less than a percent click-through rate because YouTube is trying to show my videos. Now I think the problem is that this trying to show videos to people who do not speak English. They're showing them to people who have similar interests, maybe entrepreneurship and YouTube and so forth, but many of those folks don't speak English. But a lot of them do, and they are actually getting more involved in the channel, and I'm appreciating them. You know, my target audience was not originally people in India or Pakistan, but there's some very nice people watching the show and are commenting and feel that I'm offering a service to them. And people in the United States, it's picking up there too. But it's allowed me to take that data and do those tests and try things that allow me to create better thumbnails and titles, which have now allowed me to now focus in even more so on the topics because I can see because there's enough data when there's 100 people who watched one video and 50 who watched another, obviously the one with 50 is not appreciated as much as the one with 100. And I'm able to do more of those types, types of videos. And I'm also at the point now that I'm happy with the click-through rate of over 10%, I can focus on something else that is a very big thing. And that, of course, is the retention rate, which that has been totally trashed over the last few months. But I am improving it. Now, how did I do that? Well, I'm working from the same playbook that I went to when I decided to just start creating interesting headlines, headlines that leave a gap in the mind, a sense of curiosity, and maybe play off of the, the thumbnail. And so when you read the headline or see the thumbnail, there's still a bit of curiosity, which want, makes you want to click on that thumbnail. And like I said, it works. I, I simplified, I narrowed it down. It's a very big and important thing, but I narrowed it down. And I learned a lot. It was a lot easier to figure out what works when there are only two words in the headline. And when there's only one word in the thumbnail, it really was a lot easier to figure out what was working in that. So what did I do? I reduced the size of my videos to one minute. And so now I have people making it 50% of the way through or better on that video, which was not happening before. It was about a minute 30 and it dropped off drastically. Yes, there are some people who are watching it all the way through, but it really, you know, the numbers just were not matching, especially when channel pages uh, visitors came through because most of those people go there and then drop off immediately because they realize they don't understand English. <laughs> and so that's what's happening. So, but by doing that, I've now been able to gradually increase my videos a little more in terms of length because I'm seeing what the people who do understand and who are being served the videos again because they are enjoying them, I, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting what my audience wants. 
And so I'm continuing. And I think I will also have an English-speaking audience. I mean, native English-speaking audience or in, the can- in Canada, United States, Australia. I do have some very nice people who listen and watch the show. But they become a minority of my, of my viewers. However, I believe that they will benefit from what I am learning too. So what did I learn? What were those big things that I've learned in this process that I think you can take away and use on your channel? Narrow things down. These are very big and important things that you need to be aware of. Your, your, your topic, you, your thumbnail, your title. I have multiple shows about those topics, but I haven't narrowed it down. I would, I knew in the beginning that I wanted to talk about multiple things related to marketing and business and life, but it turns out that these folks are looking for someone to support them in their YouTube journey, in their entrepreneurial journey, more as a motivational person and not so much the details of Facebook. Although, you know, some of my best videos are Facebook related and I'm using the momentum of those, the things that Daryl Eves was talking about and working with those to help drive more people in. Yes, that is working. That is triggering the algorithm. But as far as the momentum and growing, I decided that I would listen to this audience and see what I could do. And I put a poll in my community tab Yes, your community tab. And I had over 25 people respond. That's about 1% of my subscribers. And I gave them a choice of three topics to release on Sunday. And one was about YouTube. I forget what the other one was about. But the, the, the first one was a phrase that they keep attributing to me. And that is never give up. And I said, do you want me to make a video about never give up? And over 80% of the people said, yes, I want a video. We want a video, never give up. And so I created that video on Sunday for Sunday, launched it Sunday. And definitely, where do you think it is out of my last top 10 videos? Absolutely. By far, by large percentage points, number one, listening to the audience. And guess what we do next? What do we do next? Remember, we're learning from Daryl Eves and we're listening to our audience. Learning from Daryl Eves, meaning he's talking about that momentum and and doing what works and giving them more. I'm doing another video. I never give up. In other words, how to never give up. Not just don't give up, but here are some things that you can do. Do you think they will appreciate that? I think so. And you need to do the same thing. The audience is the biggest thing when it comes to your YouTube channel. Doubling down on what the audience wants is probably the second biggest thing you can do on your YouTube channel to keep the momentum going and understanding if you can strip down and start with the basics of your thumbnail and and try to improve it, obviously, wherever you are now, but take it the next step and test it out. Do some A-B testing. I've certainly done that. We've talked about this on the podcast. A-B testing to see what are people clicking on. And that has helped me. And I've been using TubeBuddy to do that. And that has helped me to get along with paying attention to the subject matter and simplifying the headlines so it's something that people maybe, maybe part of it for me is because a lot of these folks 
are not native English speakers, it works pretty well that there are only two or three words in the headline. Just thinking about that, obvious thought right now. But I think it would it's true in any situation. Because if you look at the big YouTubers, as Tim Schmoyer was talking about, they're not worried about the keywords. They're they're thinking about words that get your click. And and they can just say, watch this. And, and people will click, you know, 10, 20,000 people will click just by them saying, watch this as the headline. So, and, and if it's a good video, YouTube will show it to more people. If it's not a good video, then YouTube won't. So it's not so much uh, if they're going to get the clicks that get the momentum, they probably will. So the real question next is, does that video provide the value, the promise that that headline promised. So if it's a bad video, it will not perform as well. In other words, when you're a big YouTuber, you have the momentum just by being a big YouTuber, as I was mentioning it before. However, if it's a topic that your audience is not used to or nor care about, well, you may not. You may get the clicks, initial clicks, but YouTube won't spread the video to more people because it's not seeing the reaction of the viewer that is looking for. The people are not watching all the way through or a good percentage or rewinding. That That is really important. So what it comes down to, the two big things, is getting the people to click so you can get the momentum so YouTube knows that this is a video. And again, the big YouTubers automatically get that, but they can fail too by not providing the value. But when you're a smaller YouTuber, you need to find different ways to get that momentum. Now, sometimes the algorithm sees something early on. We've seen people who launched one video, two videos, and they really start to blow up. And that's because YouTube early on saw the signals it was looking for. It gave them a shot. And quite often when you open a YouTube channel, it gives you a little extra boost, a little extra opportunity because you don't have that momentum on your side. And so if you put a really good video up the first time, you can blow up the first time. But that rarely happens. For most of us, we need to find our combination. We need to find our combination code of YouTube and continuously test, improve ourselves on camera, learn how to edit better, how to use our equipment better, how to create better headlines and thumbnails. There's so many little things that we talked about in the other that lead into the big thing. It's big things that get you to bigger places on YouTube. You have to learn those little things first, but it's those big things, that big knowledge of understanding of what the algorithm really wants to see to help promote your videos. And what the algorithms want to see is the biggest thing and most important thing on YouTube. And that is a happy audience. We'll talk to you next show. The Two Blabs podcast is hosted at the Two Blog. Dot com.